I'm wired. <coughs> I'm old school. <laughs> Tom gets up with the computer and everything, and I don't know how he does it. I'm old school. Praise God. You know, it's been years and years and years since I've shared, since I've preached. And, you know, that's something that God has always stirred in my heart. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for the word of the Lord. Because, man, wasn't Eric's message this morning superb? Hallelujah. God's going to move in signs and wonders through you, brother. He's going to confirm the message preached by you with evidences of supernatural dimensions. He's going to preach the word, and there's going to be people healed in the congregation. There's going to be people set free. Just by the word of God that this man preaches, there is an anointing that's upon him in this season and in this dispensation. This church is on the cusp. It's on the threshold, guys, of something powerful and anointing and something that's been prophesied 20 years ago. And I'm here to tell you, I'm glad I'm here. There's no other place that I'd rather be. You know, some people might get a little discouraged at, at the numbers, but, you know, the numbers don't really bother me. You know, a few years ago, well, probably 10, 12 years ago when I was preaching, I was preaching in Wyoming before I came here and Preaching in the oil fields of Wyoming, and I had a handful of Christians. So I know what it is to preach. But I have confidence in every single person here. There's, I have faith in you guys. There's a purpose for you being here. There's a plan. There's a destiny to be fulfilled. And God wants to fulfill it in you. <clears throat> this message came about, God woke me up in the morning with a, with a dream, and he pretty much preached this message to me in the dream. And it was a sweet thing, and, you know, I fought it and fought it and fought it. Because <laughs> I'd rather let Eric do this, or Tom, or Mike, or Andrea, or Christy, are countless others that can do it in this congregation. But there's a word and there's an authority that God's given me for this particular message. You know, it would seem that when I would stand before you, I'd might, I might preach on the fivefold ministry. I might preach on the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Or I might preach on the four things that God's called me to do in my life and in my ministry, and that's salvation healing, deliverance, and prophecy. I could have preached on any of those things, but God led me to a story, and it's a true story, and it's a true story about a man named Jonah. You know, Jonah was a prophet of God, and he lived around, oh, 792 to 753 B.C., and he's from a little area of the country that was kind of northeast of Nazareth. Well, the word of the Lord came to Jonah one day, and he said, 
the Lord said, Arise, go to Nineveh, cry out against it, for its, its wickedness has come up before me. Well, you know what Jonah did. So in de- instead of going to Nineveh, Jonah flees to Tarshish. Tarshish at that time was the furthest place from Nineveh as you could go. It was like going to the ends of the earth, away from where God had called him. So he tries to run from the presence of God while he gets in the ship. And you know the story, the great wind comes up and there's a storm at sea. And the soldiers and every man that's on the boat is crying out to God. And they throw the cargo in the sea. And Jonah's Jonah's in the lowest part of the ship. You won't guess what he was doing. Sleeping. Everybody else, it's a storm. They're throwing the cargoes over. They're crying out to their gods to, to save them and all these things. And Jonah's asleep. You know, some of us sleep. In the moment of our trials. Some of us sleep when the storm hits us. Well, the captain goes and wakes up Jonah and says, What are you doing sleeping, you know? Get up. Call upon the name of your God. That we could could all could live and not die. Well, the sailors and the other men in the ship, well, they cast lots. It's similar to casting Casting, uh, rolling the dice. And this was supposed to tell them who caused the trouble. Why this trouble came upon him. Well, the lot, the determination went to Jonah. Well, there was some discussion and eventually what they wound up doing is they wound up throwing Jonah into the sea. Jonah's swallowed up by a big fish. It doesn't say a well. We like to say it's a well, but it could have been a, a, just a big fish. But he's in the belly of the fish for three days. That's 72 hours. Can you imagine the darkness? Can you imagine his fear? I mean, what's, what's happening to me, Lord? What's going to happen to me? Why am I here? Can you imagine the smells? The juices, the digestive juices of this belly and fish that he's in the midst of. Imagine what he looks like. He never took a shower. Imagine what he looked like. Imagine what he smelled like. Well, Jonah praise to the Lord from the fish's belly. God hears him, commands the fish to vomit Jonah out onto the dry land. Have you ever vomited before? You know what that's like? That fish, vomiting him out? That wasn't pleasant. So the Lord comes, the word of the Lord comes again a second time to Jonah and he says, Okay, Jonah, arise, go to Nineveh, and preach to each to it the message that I tell you to. So Jonah goes to Nineveh, and according to the word of the Lord, Nineveh believes him, believes in his preaching, repents, and is saved 
from its destruction. Some of you within the sound of my voice, you've heard the word of the Lord come to you. I would venture to say every single person here has heard the word of the Lord come to you in person and through other prophets and through other individuals at least once or twice, probably all your life or most of your life. You've heard the actual words and maybe you've even had dreams. Maybe you've even had visions, stirrings of the Lord. Yet you've you've tried to run from the presence of God. You're like, well, Jonah, you hear the voice of the Lord, but you run from the Lord when you hear his voice. And you run to the furthest distance away from him. But God's omniscient. He's everywhere. You can't run from him. You've tried to run as far as you can in the opposite direction, and you've got yourself in a low place. In a dark, scary, smelly place. You may look around you and you can feel the fear that rises up within you. Maybe you can see the darkness and you feel the darkness and how it penetrates you. Maybe you can sense the rotting of your own flesh and soul. That's a scary place to be. Then you, like Jonah, remember a promise. You have a thought. God reveals himself to you. You cry out to him and you pray. And God answers. And he reaches out his hand and you take his hand. And he delivers you. And you are set out of the darkness into his end of the light on dry ground. And you stand. And finally, you stand. And I like to take a look at 1 Corinthians 1, 26 and 28. For simply consider your, your own call, brethren. Not many of you were considered to be wise according to human estimates and standards. Not many influential or powerful. Not many of high or noble birth. No. For God selected, deliberately chose what in the world is foolish to put the wise to shame. And what the world calls weak, to put the strong to shame. And God also selected, deliberately chose, what in the world is low-born and insignificant and branded and treated with contempt, even the things that are nothing, that he might depose and bring to nothing the things that are. We sometimes think that we're weak. That we're insignificant. Sometimes we think we aren't able to do anything. Kind of like me up here preaching. You know, the weak things God chooses to confound the wise. Those things, you know, we don't think that we're anything. But God knows what's in us. And God knows what he's birthed within us and put within us. God knows his plan for us. He knows his destiny for us. And he wants us to fulfill that plan and that destiny. You know, he always chooses the person who is on the bottom. He chooses the despised person. I don't know, you know, sometimes when somebody gives a word to you and it's not, quote, someone that you want 
to have a word given to you, you know. Maybe it's somebody that, that you consider lowly, you consider, well, not worthy to give a word to you, but yet that word is the most critical and the most powerful that you will ever experience in your lifetime. God uses those people that are weak to defeat the strong. You know, on Sunday, March 12, 2017, Lynn spoke a prayer of declaration out. He spoke about how he desired God to be made famous in this city and in this region. On March 22, 2017, while I was in prophetic intercession with Alger, what he spoke to me was, God spoke to me, I want my people famous. I want my people to be made famous. Then he took me to Ezekiel 34, 1 through 14. This is a long one, so bear with me. Ezekiel 37, 1 through 14. You got it? Okay. The hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, and it was full of dry bones, full of bones. And he caused me to pass round about among them, and behold, there were very many human bones in the open valley or plain, and behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Smart man. Again he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath and spirit to enter you and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin. And I will put breath and spirit in you, and you dry bones shall live. And you shall know, understand, and realize that I am the Lord, the sovereign ruler, who calls forth loyalty and obedient service. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a thundering noise, and, re- and behold, a shaking and trembling and a rattling And the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews upon the bones, and flesh came upon them, and skin covered them over, but there was no breath or spirit in them. Then said he to me, Prophesy to the breath and spirit, son of man, and say to the breath and spirit, Thus says the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath and spirit, and breathe upon these slain, that they might live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath and spirit came into the bones, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great host. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried up, and our hope is lost. We are completely cut off. 
Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, O my people, and I will bring you back home to the land of Israel. And you shall know that I am the Lord, your sovereign ruler, when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves, O my people. And I shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live. And I shall place you in your own land. Then you shall know, understand, and realize that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. Now, when I received that dream at night, God told me to prophesy over you. And we're going to prophesy some things over everyone here. Now, some of you say, well, I am dry. Some of you say, well, I have nothing more to give. Some of you say, well, I'm done in and I'm tired. Uh, I'm nothing. God can't use me. I have no hope. Some say I'm too old. Some say I'm too young. You know, whatever the excuse, it's there. Some say I'm cut off from God. Some say the darkness surrounds me. Some say I am scared. I have a fear. Some I smell. God says... I will drive out the darkness from around you and from before you. I will bring you up out of your pain and hurts. I will stand against your memories and the lies that you have believed. I will fill you with the Spirit. You shall live and not die. You will be made famous. You will become famous. And you will walk in your destiny. And you shall know that I, the Lord, have spoken and performed it, says the Lord. So, the title of my message, So You Want to Be Famous. You know, that's a good thing. And God wants you to be famous. Okay? But why? Why does He want you to be famous? What's the reason? Is it just so you can be powerful and you can have glory and you can have a lot of money and, and your name can be known all over the world and, you know, look at her, you know, she's got it all together or look at him, you know, he's mighty, he's a good guy, you know, he's rich and successful. Is that the why? Or is the why God wants you to become famous so he can become famous through you. So we have to have, it isn't just that we want to be famous or we need to be famous and our drive is just to be famous. What it is about is we've got to have the right motivations. If we have the right motivations for our dreams and we have our, the right motivations for our desires, we'll be a success. Motivation is defined as that which moves one toward an action. That which changes, provokes, impels our very being. If it's all about us, what we can get, 
what glory we can get, then we will get derailed from our, men, from our destiny. If you, th- if you put you first and you're the only one you're going for, God will derail you. Absolutely. Because His love for, is for you. Because He knows you from the inside out because he, He's an inside out God. He knows what He's placed in you. He knows what He's put in you. He knows the dreams. He knows the passions. He knows the desires. He knows the, the faith that you have. He wants the best for you when it's all said and done. So God wants us to be famous so that he can be seen in us. That the kingdom of God will come to the earth through you as your destiny becomes a reality. You know, there was a saying going around when I was young where it says, you're so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. But I'm saying in this age and disposition, we need to be more heavenly minded. So that we can be earthly good. Many of us are not, we're not walking with a kingdom mentality. You know, when we rebel against God, when we resist God. When God tells us to do something and we don't do it because we don't feel like it or, or we're scared or whatever, that's junk. To have the authority and become famous, you have to be obedient to God. And He'll give you, He'll tell you, go to the left, go to the right, and get down. You know, when I was young, I liked to, I'm adding a little extra. When I, <laughs> I, got, I met with Eric and we went over this message and everything and uh, uh, adding a little extra. When I was young. Is that free? Yeah, this is a, a free for all. <laughs> Who knows, you know, maybe another 20 years before I get back up here. <laughs> all right. So anyway, when I was young, I used to like free, uh, freestyle climbing, rock climbing. You know, without the rope, just climbing up hands and feet. I used to climb up cliffs and stuff, Yellowstone Park and different areas and stuff. Well, one time I was climbing up this cliff. And I was just, I had my hand like this, and I was coming up just ready to get onto this ledge. And there was a rattlesnake right there in front of my face. And I'm deathly scared of snakes. I hate them. I do not like them. Ever since the Garden of Eden, I don't like them. <laughs> so God, it was like, oh, man. Wow, what do I do? And you could see his head just following me, you know, following my movements and everything. Well, you gotta, I had to make a choice. The choice was either I could go down and not to get to the top of the mountain, which is what I was shooting for. Or I could move 20 feet to the left or 20 feet to the right. But I had to make a choice. In life, 
Sometimes we face some snakes. We face some fears that we are deathly scared of. But if you listen to God, He can tell you, go left, go right. Maybe you need to step down. But you listen to Him and He'll guide you and He'll tell you, but you have to make a choice. When God tells you to go to left, do you go left? Or do you get down and never make the top of the mountain? If the top of the mountain is your goal, then you go left or you go right and you keep going up the mountain, which I did. And I didn't meet any more snakes, so that's okay. <laughs> to the left. Follow the cloud by day. Follow his fire by night. When the nation of Israel was lost in the wilderness, God showed them which way to go, by the cloud or by the fire. And they were obedient, and they followed it, and they reached the destination. When the cloud stopped, they stopped. When the cloud moved, they moved. That's what we need to do. That's the mindset we need to have. When God, when you're watching that cloud in the daytime, and God tells you to move, and the cloud's moving, then you better move. But when the, when the clouds stopped, you better stop. And the same with the fire at night. So that's how God led the nation of Israel. And don't you think you're as important to Him as they were? Yes. You're as important to Him as they were. They were. Every, God cares for you a lot. He loves you a lot. He'll guide you. He won't send you down the wrong place. Only you will send yourself down. So follow the Holy Spirit as he leads you into all knowledge, wisdom, and revelation. I agree with what Eric said this morning. Your kingdom come. Your will be done. It's not about us. It's about him and his son. Who are we living our life for? Ourselves? Our family? God? God wants you famous. And I saw in my dream, <laughs> I saw in a dream, I rarely have dreams. I, I usually just get a word from the Lord. Sometimes he'll wake me up and I'll write a letter or something. But I had a dream, and I had a dream that there was a lot of famous people in this church. I saw those RV vans. You know, the kind the bands have coming in to this place. There's a band. There was a singer. There was a dance group. Had their own RV van. But God is going to make some people famous. Because your hearts are right. Your goals are right. Your passions are right. Well, to close out, God then gave me a direction. 
He directed me to call out from the seven mountains of influence. Does anybody know what the seven mountains of influence are? Years ago, Tom taught on these. And what God wants me to do is he wants me to call out people to be made famous and to receive promotion from these seven mountains. To call out and align these people, prophesy over them like Ezekiel did in the Valley of Dry Bones. So God wants me to prophesy over you guys tonight. And to prophesy that you would become famous in this city and in the world. That you would receive promotion. You would receive favor. And that you would exceed and excel and go to the top of the mountain. Of these mountains. And I'm, I'm thinking a lot. There's not a lot of kids here. <laughs> not a lot of teenagers here. But God was showing me we're going to prophesy to the parents that they will prophesy to their children. And you call those things that are not as though they are. When a parent declares and decrees things over his children, it sets the hand of God to moving. And if you want your children to be famous so that God can become famous in the land and in their lives, you prophesy over them and you declare things over them. And you call things into being that are not as though they were. And you know God will honor your prayer. He will honor you. He will honor the prayer of a mother and a father. Well, I'm going to read off these seven mountains. And I want you to come forward. If, if any of these mountains, if you're influenced or have an influence in any of these mountains... Or you have a daughter, a son, a granddaughter, a grandson that is touched by any one of these mountains. I want you to come forth because I'm going to speak some prophecies and obey the Lord. This isn't something I normally do. This is really out of my context, but God told me to do it. I'm going to be obedient because I don't want to get swallowed by no fish. <laughs> you know, so I'm just going to do it. Amen. Okay, so here's the seven mountains. And I'll break them down a little bit. Mountain number one. And as I read these, if, you, if any of these bear witness to you, you come up and we're just going to stand in a, just in a line here, circle or whatever, and we're going to do some prophecy here. Number one mountain of influence is religion, church. This involves any ministry in the church that you have or haven't had, any leadership you have, or any office that you have in the church. Okay? Number two, 
is the mountain of family. If you're like a marriage counselor, uh, relationship counselor, any kind of family influence. So everybody should stand because you all have kids. You're your all parents. You're all part of a family. And you all have family relationships. So that gets every one of you. And number three was education. The next mountain was education. Maybe you're a teacher. Maybe you're somewhere in the school. Maybe you teach at a university. Maybe you're a mentor. A mentor's education, isn't it? If you're mentoring somebody, that's education. Number four is government, military. Government, it, that's politics. Governments, any kind of government, like elected position or anything. Maybe any kind of councils, like Newcastle City Council or whatever, whatever. Number five is media. Like news, producing any type of media, social media, any kind of thing like that. Chad fits that bill because he takes care of the social media from the church. Number six, sports, arts, entertainment. These are all grouped together. So maybe you're a writer. Maybe somebody's prophesied and told you that you're going to write a book. We need to call out those authors, you, uh, and you need to come, come forward. Artists. We've got some artists in here. Singers, musicians, actors, actresses, players. Number seven is business. Business expansion, prosperity, managers, workers. So if any of you have any of these, let's just stand up. Come on and stand up here. And we're going to prophesy over you. And we're going to be obedient to the Lord. We're going to be obedient to the Lord. Hallelujah, every single one of you. And I know Leela's in there, and you guys are in there too, because you're part of this. So I understand. But every single one of you, God brought you here for a purpose tonight. There could have been other, you could have probably had 20 other things that you could have done tonight. But God had you here for a purpose. There's a plan. There's a destiny. Your children are going to be famous. They're going to be famous. Some of you are going to be famous. So let's just close our eyes, and I'm just going to speak these prophecies that I felt compelled to the Lord to speak over you guys. In the name of Jesus, we declare that every single one of these people that are standing before me, Lord God, will become, become famous in this city and in this region in the name of Jesus Christ. 
Lord, we come into alignment with your purpose, your will, Lord Jesus, that you would make us famous so that we can allow you to become famous through us. Lord God, we call out promotions in the name of Jesus. There's some that are going to get promotions. There's some that are going to take a step higher to a new level, are going to expand their horizon and expand their territory. God wants your territory to expand. And just like the, 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 the prayer of Jabez, Jabez, you need to speak that prayer out. The Jabez prayer where God expand the territory, expand my territory. He wants to expand your territory. Some people are going to get new houses. Some people are going to get new jobs. Some people are going to get, just like I said, a promotion. Hallelujah. There's going to be an expansion of your influence. You know, every one of us has a sphere of influence. Every one of us have, has a realm of authority. And God's going to expand the influence that we have in our realm of authority and in our sphere of influence in the schools, in the schools, in the name of Jesus. God wants us to walk in prosperity and we call forth the deep things of God to these people here in the name of Jesus. We call for prosperity, Lord Jesus, that you would be that you would have prosperity in Jesus name. And God told me some of you have some unspoken requests or some unspoken needs that you really don't say much about, you really don't talk about, but God says He knows. He knows what those are. He knows what your unspoken needs are. He knows what your what your what little things are that you that you really don't want to confess out and you don't want to speak out. God says, I know those things. And God says that I declare that you will receive an answer to those things, that you would will receive a fulfillment of the promises that I've spoken forth over you. And finally, Lord God, I just ask, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, that these people would have open eyes, Lord God, that they would follow the cloud of God by day, follow the voice of the Holy Spirit, follow the cloud of God, follow the fire of God, the fire of God at night in the name of Jesus. Some of you are going to have dreams and visions. God, God says He's going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh, that His sons and daughters are dream dreams and see visions. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, there's going to be an increase, an increase, increase of dreams and visions there's going to be an increase of the word of the lord that is coming forth because the word of the lord is being captured in this place and as it is being captured in this place god is honoring his word and his word is bringing prosperity and his word is bringing a fulfillment of dreams and of passions and of goals and you will walk in new ministries there are new ministries here there are new influences new touches that you are going to to touch god says by, your whole, by His Holy Spirit that He is going to move upon your flesh. There's going to be no doors open in the name of Jesus. Some of you are going to receive new, going to have new doors open, says the Lord. Heavenly Father, I love you and I praise you and I thank you for this people. Lord, I have faith in this people. In every person there, there is a faith that goes out 
There is a destiny that's coming forth. Entrepreneurship. Apostolic, prophetic entrepreneurship. New businesses. New businesses are coming out. The blessings in this house are going to overflow and it's going to touch all nations. Heavenly Father, we just commit this word to you and we seal these words up in the name of Jesus. And we prophesy over our sons. We prophesy over our daughters. We declare in the name of Jesus over our families. And we call the deep things of God out. And we call the dreams and visions out. And we call the anointings of the Lord to come out in the name of Jesus. We call prophetic dance. We call prophetic song. We call for, for, for prophetic movement, Lord, in the name of Jesus in the workplace. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord God, we thank you in the name of Jesus for all that you've done. And we seal this word, Lord God. And we ask that you would help us to go forth with peace, but with power and with purpose. For you, Lord God, are making us famous so that you will be famous. And we honor you, Lord, with all that is within us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. Welcome.